Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. And this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru here in South Australia. I'm currently ministering at Sinai as well as Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church within the South Australian Conference. I'm delighted, my friend, to be here today. We've had a, a, a quite an interesting day today. Well, just today and yesterday, it's been very hot. But I'm so thankful that I could be here in the studio with a uh, with an aircon going on and uh, everything is really good. And I also have our co-host here, Helen Gray. And uh, Helen, welcome to the studio and to the program. Thank you so much, Fabiano. It is great to be here, and you're quite right. The temperature in here is absolutely amazing. It's quite amazing, and we thank God for that. And um, let me also uh, remind our listener that uh, our theme for this week has been, How Do I Come to Jesus? However, for today's topic, we'll be focusing on the following question. Can the Holy Spirit change my thinking? That is the question which we'll be answering tonight. Now, I'm so grateful that uh, that I'm inside here. It's it's beautiful. The the uh, the the, uh, the atmosphere and the temperature is far better than the one outside. But uh, Helen, let me ask you a question. Where you come from, obviously, uh, uh, in the hills, in Adelaide Hills, there in Birdwood, the temperature must be far better than down here in the city, isn't it? Well, I'm actually not living in Birdwood. Oh, you're not. I believe right. it, is, it can get very cool up there because right. I, I was talking to Ricky, one of the elders at the church, yeah. the other day, and she was on the phone. She said, oh, it's freezing here. I said, it can't possibly be. It's right. warm here. That's right. That's but it was right. because it's in the mountains, and yeah, it was the early morning. Amen. Oh, that's good. It sounds like a good place to be. Yeah. Well... Let me just begin with a, uh, with a reminder to our listener that the Faith FM, uh, drive time program titled Big Q&A, it's actually recorded and you can find previous presentations on our website. Just go to faithfm.com.au and look for the Big Q&A program and you'll be, you'll be able to, uh, to find all the previous presentations, especially even, uh, this week's, uh, uh topics under the same theme. How do I come to Jesus? My friend, I've got a news report from a prophetic insight. Uh, you probably have heard of this. It's been named the New South Wales Forgotten Road. Or you probably have heard of the Ghost of Workhurst Parkway, a long stretch road that is apparently haunted. The ABC reports, and this is January the 23rd, 2021, it Arrived in my mailbox at 12 a.m. And this is the Apple News mailbox, by the way. And um, the ABC reported, as well as the Telegraph, uh, they reported at the same time saying that uh, a young woman dressed in a white dress appears suddenly beside the road on the dark, long stretch of Workers Parkway on Sydney's northern beaches. Even more frighteningly, uh, some reports have been made of this ghostly apparition appearing in the back seat of the car uh, at a certain part of the 16-kilometer ro- road that links the suburbs of Seaford, uh, sorry, of Seaforth and Narrabeen. 
to cut the long story short, apparently a number of people have reported that they have had these encounters and have seen uh, these ghosts. And so, you know, the news have... Um, I guess been captivated by the number of reports that that um, that they received of this, and my friend, regardless of what you think or what you believe about the spiritual realm, obviously people are seeing something. So there's gotta be a spiritual realm, um, and uh, you know we believe that there is good and evil. We believe uh, even in the Hollywood films, there's always this portrayal of the. Uh, the, the the spiritual realm, the evil and the good and the battles, you know, between the two sides. And obviously what these people are seeing in real life, this is a testimony to the fact that there is a spiritual realm. Now, obviously, we would want to know what the Bible has to say about the spiritual realm and the Holy Spirit, because the Bible speaks about the Holy Spirit. But that is quite interesting to see that and I just thought I'll share that as a prophetic insight to say that uh, we are living in an interesting world and hey, the Bible speaks about a spiritual realm and maybe today we'll find out a lot about that. I don't know what you think, Helen, about the spiritual realm and I know today's topic is going to be can the Holy Spirit change my thinking but obviously I just thought that fits in perfectly uh, as an opener really to this topic on the Holy Spirit. What do you think? It, it does and you're probably wondering why I'm smiling. Yes, I thought you were enjoying the introduction. I'm, I'm actually smiling <laughs> because you do exactly what I do. We talk with our hands right. and we forget that the radio listener cannot see us oh. and you're describing all these things and it just suddenly hit me I thought that's exactly what I do that's right but that's because we get animated and that's okay regarding mm. that report mm. yeah it's many years ago that I first heard of that right and um, I'm pretty sure it was in a newspaper article that I read it and um, somebody had even tried to take a photo of this particular woman, yeah. Interesting. I really believe that they're like you, that there yeah. are forces in this world that we don't see. We don't see mm. into the spiritual realm. Mm. And um, <clears throat> I remember an incident in Scripture. Was it with Elijah or Elisha? I can't quite remember. Uh-huh. Um, his servant was frightened because there was an army coming towards them. And um, whoever it was mm. prayed to God to open his servant's eyes. Right. And when he opened his eyes, he saw the, the third realm. He saw God's angels. Amazing. Amazing. And do you remember that in, script- in Scripture? I am trying to remember. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And his eyes were opened. And um, it, it is kind of scary when you think that there is evil. Mm. Um, forces out there as mm. well as good forces mm. but when you become a Christian you learn to know that you can trust God That's right. he is a lot stronger you know when I think Amen. about the great controversy and I think that when Satan was was um, banned to this world he took a third of the angels with him mm. And but I keep thinking well you might have thought you were powerful Satan or devil whatever you want to call him and he doesn't have a red suit and pitchfork by the no, way no. or a long tail but mm. you know I think to myself well two thirds of the angels remained in heaven and God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they're there too. That's right. We are, when we have um, God and uh, the Spirit in our life, we have everything. You know, you just you said know? two-thirds of angels remained in heaven. Well, yes. I believe there's more. Well, there could well be. Yeah. I mean, when I think it took only one angel at the tomb mm. and all the soldiers dropped down as though they were dead, mm. and one angel slew, what was it, 185,000? Mm-hmm. Was it mm-hmm. the Assyrians mm-hmm. that they slew or somewhere around there? And, um, You're testing my memory today. <laughs> <laughs> that was just amazing. That's just quite amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, let us begin with a word of prayer and we'll launch into this topic. Let us pray. 
Thank you, dear Lord, for this wonderful opportunity to be able to share with our listener uh, this wonderful message about the Bible and what the Bible has to say about uh, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the of the Godhead. Father, we pray that you may open our eyes and ears to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to us today. Our desire is that we will learn more and more about the Holy Spirit, and hopefully today we would appreciate more and more of His work and be submissive to you. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Helen, we've got a wonderful topic today about the Holy Spirit, but I just want—I just wanted to take just a uh, um, a, a, sh- a short break. But before that, I've got something uh, to um, to announce to our listener, uh, those who are living within the Adelaide. Uh, region. There's a, there's a program that is coming up, and, and I'll just play the art for you. Hello, wonderful friends. This is Pastor Gary. I host Drive Time every Tuesday and Wednesday, and I want to share with you a special offer that I have for our Adelaide friends. For some time, I've been concerned about the state of our contemporary religious world. I believe that increasingly, religion is morphing into a form that would be unrecognisable to biblical Christians of almost any previous generation. With this in mind, I've put together a short seminar series entitled Four Angels, The End Times and The Gospel's Climax. In this series, I'll be looking at the scriptures and providing answers to some of the biggest religious questions of our time. We're going to be asking, what are the big religious trends currently impacting the Christian world? Then there's this one. Why will a humanity never be able to provide a truly just society? What about evolution? Does the gospel have anything to say about evolutionary belief? The ecumenical spirit. Is that the same as biblical unity? Then there's the big one. Why is biblical religion facing the perfect storm? This is an in-person, nine-meeting series that I'll be hosting. We commence Saturday, March 13 and conclude Saturday, March 20. If you'd like me to hold you a seat and send you details of the time and location, please text 4 Angel Series to 04-888-808-11 with your name, your address and your phone number. Please be aware that because of COVID requirements, space is limited. That number again, 04-888-808-11. That's the number, my friend, and I hope you can reserve a seat for yourself. This is going to be quite an amazing series of presentation. By the way, we are interested also to hear where... Uh, you're listening from, and uh, if you could actually text your um, uh, text your wherever you're listening from, and um, uh, what excites you more about uh, this radio program, uh, please you could send that uh, to zero four triple eight eight zero eight. 11. We will be happy to hear from you and right now we'll just take a short break, uh, come to a song and then we'll be right back. We've got a wonderful topic which you do not want to miss. In fact, call your friends along and tell them, hey, jump on Faith, Faith FM and, uh, uh, and listen to this wonderful uh, uh, program for today. Thank you.
This week, and it is the book Steps to Christ. If you are, if you send us your contact details, your name and address, we can send that to you. In fact, if you live in South Australia, you can actually send us your postcode as well, and we'll send that to you. And the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. We also have another wonderful program to well what two programs that i wanted to let you know just before we resume our discussion and that is we have first of all the uh, program happening at the denison center in mosson lakes and there is this is the program for give to leave it starts this friday the 19th of february at 6 30 p.m you do not want to miss that program secondly there's also the ongoing bible studies in-depth bible studies at um, brighton seventh day adventist church at uh, 10 amelia street in hove and you do not want to miss that 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 as well so welcome again. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, the big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Helen here in the studio. We are so happy to be able to uh, share with you the um, what the Bible has to say regarding the Holy Spirit. And I trust that Helen, our dedicated student of the Bible, will be able to share with us some scriptural insights. And the topic for today is, can the Holy Spirit change my thinking well helen let us begin with the with this question first who is the holy spirit 
Well, that's a very interesting question, Fabiano, and mm. we could take hours on this one, but we're not going to. Right. I'm going to shorten it fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. For me, the Holy Spirit is what I would call the third member of the Godhead. Amen. Okay, what makes up the Godhead? We mm. have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit. All right. Some people call it the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trinity isn't a word that's found in the Bible, so mm-hmm. I actually prefer to say Godhead. The Godhead, okay. Um, he's a spiritual being. Mm. The Comforter, as Jesus actually called him. Would you have you got your Bible there or got yes. access? Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you like to read John fourteen verse sixteen, please? Yes, John fourteen. This is in the New Testament, uh, chapter fourteen, verse verse sixteen. Verse sixteen. It reads, "And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever." Hmm. Yeah, well, verse 17 actually says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Great. That's wonderful. Yeah, my version mm. actually doesn't say helper. It says another comforter. Comforter. Because That's Because Jesus beautiful. comforts his people. That's right. And okay. um, so there's another one who is obviously separate mm. from Jesus mm. because it says another comforter. Another comforter. And yeah. he had to leave. He said, I have to leave to the mm-hmm. disciples. It's expedient that I leave and yeah. go away. That's right. Otherwise, the comforter wouldn't be able to come. Yeah, and he also says, he may abide with you. Yes. Uh, the Bible uses a pronoun there. That's quite amazing. Mm. So, can the Holy Spirit then change our thinking, or can he change our thinking? Well, I believe the answer to this is yes, he transforms us. But I'd like to read a quote mm-hmm. from that lovely book that you're offering to people. Steps of Christ, it's that just is. just a beautiful book. That's right. And I'm reading from chapter 6, and it says, As God's Holy Spirit brings to life the spiritual powers of your mind, mm. you begin to see how evil and strong song, son, sin is. You feel the guilt and sorrow it brings, and you hate it. You feel that sin has separated you from God. Its power has made you a slave. The more you try to escape, the more you know that you cannot help yourself. You see that your life has been filled with selfishness and sin. Your heart is unclean and your desires are not pure. You want to be forgiven, to be clean, to be set free. But what can you do to be one with God and to be like him? You need peace. You need heaven's forgiveness and peace and love. That Money cannot buy it. Study will not give it. The mind cannot find it. Being wise will not provide it. You can never hope to receive this peace by your own work and power. But God offers his peace to you as a gift. He says it will cost you nothing. Wonderful. And what page were you? Yeah. Oh, well, all, all, I don't know what, what version you've got, but, yeah. um, this mm-hmm. is in chapter six called chapter Faith six. and Acceptance. I just, Wonderful. you know, you, you, just as well I actually managed to stop because quite often I start and I can't stop reading that oh, beautiful right. book. It's a beautiful book. I'd that recommend is amazing. it to everybody. Yeah. But yes, yes, I definitely believe that the Holy Spirit can change our thinking. Mm-hmm. But being a follower of Jesus, it means much more than just going to church or trying to live a good life. Mm. A lot of people try that. Mm. It actually means letting the Holy Spirit change you. Right. And I've actually got three verses here in which Paul wrote about God transforming us, if you'd like to share. It's 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. Yes, verse 18, and it reads, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Isn't that just a beautiful thing? That is that's that's just amazing. beautiful. Mm. What about Romans 12, verse 2? Yes, Romans 12, verse 2, and, and it reads, 
And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So who is it that's going to renew our mind? That is definitely the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we really want. Amen. What about 2 Corinthians 4.16? That's right. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. The Bible reads, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Beautiful. That's Absolutely quite amazing. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Fabiana. Yeah. Well, does the Spirit then speak to us? And, and here, I guess we want to know, obviously, we long as human beings to be able to communicate with God. We have that desire. So does the Holy Spirit speak to us? That's the question. Well, God often speaks to us by an inner witness of the Holy yeah. Spirit to our spirit. Right. But I believe you have had an experience. Yes. Well, my experience has not been... Uh, uh, what should I call it? Has been one where God puts a strong conviction on my heart, and uh, and uh, and I follow that because I believe that when the Holy Spirit puts a strong conviction on your heart, it it, it will also be in harmony with what God's God's word actually says. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I have followed that strong conviction, I have found God to be trustworthy, and I have seen His leading that way. Though I have not heard him audibly but he has led me in many ways to a point where i have come to believe that uh, the holy spirit is the one leading and guiding i mm. agree with you totally yeah that's happened to me as well mm. but just briefly i'd like to share where i actually heard an audible voice it's happened Wonderful. a couple of times in my life um some of the listeners um if you've been along to our churches when i've been speaking mm. you may have heard this mm-hmm. but i'm sure mon- many of you haven't i remember the first time it happened was we were in Papua New Guinea, and I um, I was in a hurry. Yes. I flew in in the car, went to pick up some songbooks because I was leading a choir. Yeah. And before I got to the steps, I heard this voice say, go see Ute. And I remember I stopped mm. and I looked around. That's how mm. the voice was. And I mm. thought, there's no one here. That's right. And then I heard it again, said, go see Ute. And I said, is that you, Lord? And then once more, three times, go see Ute. Wow, just like Samuel. And mm-hmm. I was there saying, but you know I'm in a hurry. You know I'm running late. Yeah. Um, actually, that was after the second one. And then the third one came, go see Ute. So I said, oh, okay. So I went, I've learnt now to act on the first one. But I went round the corner yes. to where my friend was in the, in the flats downstairs. And I knocked very lightly. I said, see, she's not home. <laughs> And I was yeah. about to step away, yeah. and, and it was dead silence. I thought, no, that's wrong. So I really knocked hard on the door, and she came and opened the door Wonderful. just a little bit, and her her words to me were, I'm so glad you're here. I've been praying for you to come. Amen. And that what was a, just yeah. amazing. The second one, very quickly, mm-hmm. second one very quickly, second one very quickly, although I have to shorten it a fair bit, yeah. is that um, I actually prayed to God to show me whether it was really his will or was it just my thoughts Mm. About preaching for him being mm. being a preacher, mm. Mm. and um, somebody had put doubts in my mind, and I said, "Lord, show me." Well, it only took a, a couple of months, and I was to preach at a Cambodian church where right. there was an interpreter, yes. and we shortened the the uh, message. That's right, you know, because of the interpretations too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I had three and I couldn't make up my mind which one to do, and yeah. so I took it to the Lord. And then the first thing that I got on Friday night was, "Don't preach about Balaam." Mm. 
And um, that wasn't, well, to believe that was what I was convicted of. So I put that away. away. I got down to the church in the morning and again, before I got out the car, don't preach on, or before I even left the house, don't preach on that. And I said, Mm. okay, so I'll put that away. And I'd never preached without notes. I always had my notes with me. Okay. And um, so I thought, oh, that's okay. I've still got one to go. It's the good news of the judgment. Okay. And so we get along to this place. My sister was with me. And um, while we were there, we prayed in the car before I went in. And uh, when I went up to the rostrum, I was sitting there and I heard a voice say, don't preach that sermon. Now, it was so audible that I actually turned around and I looked behind me. Okay. And I looked again, and I couldn't see anybody. And my sister witnessed all this. She was there, and and uh, again I heard, don't preach that sermon. I said, That's Lord, amazing. is this you? Because this isn't funny. I haven't got any other sermon. This is, you know, I can't preach without notes. Mm. And again, don't preach that sermon. I said, okay, well, give me a text. And I mm. started flipping through the Bible, and my mm-hmm. sister said it was the funniest thing she's ever seen. Mm. I was really panicking, and I was my stomach was churning, and I thought, Lord, what am I going to talk about? Wow. Anyway, I saw a text, and it was a five-verse song they were singing, and the the worship host said, Let's stop singing. Let's not sing at all. Let's turn it over to Sister Gray. And I'm saying, keep going, keep going. My hands were sweaty and I felt very sick. Anyway, I got up with my open Bible and the next thing that I I was convicted of was close your Bible. Mm. So I closed the Bible and I looked at the sea of faces and I said, look, I'm really sorry. I do not know what God wants me to talk about this morning. Wow. And I told them what had happened. I said, but I know he's got a message. Mm -hmm. I said, so we're going to pray. And I prayed. And it was like God was saying to me, stand aside and watch me work. Amen. And all these texts came in and the testimonies and everything, and it was all him. And it was interesting that when we finished, I was just absolutely amazed. I got to the door to shake hands, and which we can't do now, of course. And uh, this young girl came up and said, I've been struggling with a problem for two years and you've given me the answer. I said, no, that was the Holy Spirit. That's right. And then came along a young man. He said, I didn't know what to do with my life, but I do now. And I said, that's the Holy Spirit. And finally, there was a lady that came up to me and she said, I've never been in one of your churches before, but I will be back. And you know what? 15 years later, I met that lady as a baptized member. Amen. In the Cambodian church. Amen. And Amen. I just praise God. So he will speak like yeah. he did to Samuel. That's right. Um, That's right. And yeah, it's pretty awesome, I must admit. But mostly, mm. mostly we we are convicted, convicted of something. That's right. Well, that has been my experience, dear friend. If you haven't heard the voice, Follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. But that's powerful. It's, can I it's just amazing add, when God does can that. Can I add mm. a caveat in there? Yeah. If you believe it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and the, and this this voice or this conviction is for you to go and commit adultery or kill someone or what, yeah. please don't do it because there is an evil force mm. and what you need to do is line it up with the Bible. With if, the Bible. If they speak not according to the word, there is no light in them. That's right. That is a devilish spirit. That's right. Make sure you you're following the right one. Amen. And that was Isaiah twenty, Isaiah eight, eight, eight verse twenty, twenty. 20. Yeah. Uh, that reference there. How can the Holy Spirit then change our lives? You know, you've spoken about the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Obviously, the Holy Spirit must then touch our life in many ways. Um, maybe share a bit on that, and uh, yeah, because obviously we are yearning now to hear more of what the Holy Spirit can do. Okay, let me just rephrase your question. Yeah. I would rather say, how does the Holy Spirit change us? Mm-hmm. Um, by opening our eyes to truth, the Holy Spirit literally opens our eyes and minds to God.
God's word, his That's eternal right. truth. That's right. There is a text in John sixteen twelve to 15. John, Have we got time to read that one? Yes, we could John quickly 16, do that. John 16, 15. verse 12 to 15. 15. And he reads, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of, him, uh, of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He'll glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare, declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, um, let me read that part again. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Verse up to 16, you said? Yes, 15. Oh, verse 15. Yep. All right. Okay. That's quite amazing. Let me just add the second part of that question. How yes. can the Holy Spirit change our lives? Mm. Well, it is actually the Holy Spirit's job to produce a Christ-like character in you and in me and all the listeners. Amen. This process of changing us is to be more like Jesus. We actually have a word called sanctification. Right. What does that mean, sanctification? Well, (laughs) when you first come to Christ, there's this three words. There's justification, sanctification, and glorification. Right. Justification, when you come to him, you confess your sins. He is willing to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, that's yes. justification. That's just as if we've never sinned. That's right. And then we come to a process of sanctification, which is a work of a lifetime. Yes. And that's where you grow. And okay. we're going to talk becoming about growing more like in a moment. Jesus. Yes, becoming mm. more like Jesus. Glorification mm. will be the day that he comes to take us home. Amen. That's I in look a forward nutshell. to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but we can't produce the character of Jesus mm. in our own strength. Mm. We can't do it. Only the Holy Spirit has the power to make those changes. You know, as God changes us, he wants to help our attitudes and our emotions. He wants to help you to grow what mm-hmm. the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And I would very much like to have time just to have a look at this. Galatians five twenty-two to 23. Yes, by the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. That's definitely a different way of thinking in this world, isn't mm, it? Mm, okay. Mm, mm. So how how does this fruit grow in us? Let me just move on to that one. Yeah. God causes the fruit to grow. He mm-hmm. is interested in the type of person you become. That's right. He wants you to become fruitful. That's right. And how do we grow this fruit? Well, it is actually God's Holy Spirit, God's Fabiano, Holy Spirit. not us who produces the fruit. Yes. And the fruit grows as a result of the Spirit working within us. Amen. Amen. That is quite amazing. And... Um, I was going to add a quick verse there, actually, one that I found helpful uh, uh, to me, and this is the book of Romans, chapter 8. I will highly recommend the whole chapter. It's been one of my favorites. But, uh, you know, in... in, uh, in uh, sorry, I my mind is just <laughs> blank. But it's in Romans, chapter 8. If, if you read from verse 1 to 8, it speaks about how the Holy Spirit works in us and helps us become more like Jesus in that um, when we walk in the Spirit, and the word walk, it's a biblical way of saying when you live in harmony with uh, uh, with what the Holy Spirit is actually uh, uh, asking you to do and and so forth, you actually become you actually grow. But I highly recommend that chapter. It's just that my mind just Good went like there. But you. I like that because, um, because uh, the reason why I wanted to share that is because... Uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, they're desirable fruits. 
We want to have those fruits in our lives. But we must understand that this is the Holy Spirit who does that in us. It's quite okay. amazing. Can I just yeah. add to what you're saying? We're calling yeah. it fruits. Ah, Does the actual text right. say fruit or fruit? <laughs> the fruit. I believe yes. it says the fruit. Yeah, because the way I look at it, it's a bit like an orange. Orange has lots of segments, mm. but all the segments make up the orange. Yes. And I believe all those um, wonderful words um, <laughs> that we need to be make up the whole fruit That's right. of the Spirit. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so I've got a question here. Just, you know, just so we have a good understanding of uh, of what we're saying here. Do we have a role to play on our part? Because we have said that the Holy Spirit works in us to produce this yes. fruit. Are Here's we just like mere robots? No, we're not. Okay. Um, we do have a role to play. Mm-hmm. Although God actually produces a fruit, there are things we can do to help our fruit grow. For okay. example, we can loosen or break up the soil of our hearts. Mm. Allowing God's roots to go deep. We can Mm. surrender to God's will for our lives. We can water the tree by reading the Bible, God's word. We can fertilize the ground by spending quality time with other believers and listening to sound teaching. We can kill pests or bugs that would damage the fruit Mm. by fighting sin and resisting the devil. We can allow God to prune our diseased hearts, Mm. ideas, attitudes or behaviors that prevent healthy fruit from growing. Mm. And we can ask God to fill us with his spirit when we become believers the holy spirit enters us Amen. and as we go through life we can pray to grow closer to him mm. for, and be filled with the spirit that's which right. is what ephesians tells us that's right and, and and you know what i like about what you just shared that is you use this word a number of times we can allow god and that is our part there not to say that no. we are doing any work in us but giving God the permission to work in us. And then the Holy Spirit comes in us and he does the work that needs to be done. So Mm -hmm. our part is the surrendering part, is to say, yes, Lord, prune, you know, take away all the... Bits and pieces that uh, that that does not uh, um, glorify you and and things that are not good for my spiritual uh, growth. That's that's an important part there. So this is really then an inward change, which shows on the outside, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. The Bible tells us in many places how we're to live, how to overcome sin, how to have good relationships, how to help others, mm. and how to tell others about Jesus. And they're mm-hmm. all important goals. Mm. But if we if we aren't changing on the inside as well as the outside, we're missing out on what really matters to God. That's right. God wants to transform us on the inside to help us become more like Jesus in our attitudes, our beliefs, and our loves, our love for others. You know, the religious leaders that Jesus talked to didn't understand this. They thought pleasing God meant acting right. Right. But look what Jesus said to them. Let's have a quick look at Matthew twenty-three. 25 to 25 to 28. Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all, and all uncleanness. 
Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lowlessness. Wow. <laughs> that is How would you powerful. like to be standing there as a Pharisee and have uh, Jesus say that? Definitely <laughs> not. That, that's a hard saying. I can only yes. imagine. But, but he's really hitting here the nail. Yes. To say really, you know, you got to allow the inside to be, sorry, the inside to be seen outside and not the other way around because... Oh. You know, we want authenticity and genuineness. I'm that's, sure that's that he amazing. said it with love in his voice, yeah, even definitely, though. Definitely. But, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, Fabiana, most of us sometimes slip into the same behavior as the Pharisees. You know, we don't always mm-hmm. walk the walk, that we, but we talk the talk. That's right. You know, it's easy to put on a good show acting the way we think Christians should act without dealing with the messiness inside our heart. And oh, we have to give that us. to the Lord. We are sinners only saved by grace. Yes. That is Amen. very true. Yeah. Well, I have a question just before we take a break, uh, Helen. Um, and this is primarily uh, a question that I would like also to pose to our to, to our listener. But the question is, how willing are you uh, and me and our listener, uh, you are included in here, how willing are you to let God transform you? How willing are you to cultivate your soil and let God produce fruit within you? If you are like the most people, uh, your old nature sometimes resists God's spirit. In fact, Romans 8, 6 says, kind of nature's enmity against God. There may be some fruit you don't want to grow, even if God says it's healthy. But my question remains, dear friend, how willing are you to let the Holy Spirit take full control? If your decision is, Lord, I want the Holy Spirit to take full control, please text us your decision to 04-888-808-11 and we'll pray with you and for you at the end of this radio program. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can actually bring spiritual vitality and actually leave us the life that is pleasing in God's sight. My question is, dear friend, how willing are you to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back and uh, let us reflect and meditate on that question and what we have heard. And if your decision is, yes, Lord, I am willing, please send us a text of your decision to 04-888-808-11 and we'll pray with you at the end uh, of this uh, radio program.
was that song called? It's easy to find out. Download the free Faith FM app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music. Welcome back, dear friend. We've got a free offer for you, and this is the beautiful book, a little book that has become popular around the world titled Steps to Christ. If you send us your contact details, your name, your address, and if you live in South Australia, your postcode as well, we can mail out this to you. And the number to text uh, these details to is 04888-808-11. Once again, we've got two interesting programs, amazing programs, I should say, um, that uh, I would like to let you know of and uh, if you happen to be living in the areas of Mosson Lakes or uh, Brighton these programs will be worth uh, considering the first program is happening at the Denison Center in Mosson Lakes and this is the program titled Forgive to Leave starting this Friday, the 19th uh, of February, 6.30 p.m. There at the Denison Center you will not want to miss this program. The last program is a Bible study, an in-depth Bible study happening at Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church Hall. Uh, the address is 10 Amelia Street in Hove. And every Monday's evening, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to get into an in-depth Bible study. Once again, you are welcome to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with... Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host Helen Gray. Helen, dear friend, is a co-host on this radio program and she's a dedicated student of the Bible. I've enjoyed having her lead through many topics and Bible studies on this program and we have grown together spiritually. Let me just tell you, uh, the topic for today is, Can the Holy Spirit Change My Thinking? Helen has helped us to understand about the Holy Spirit, but now I've got this following question for you, Helen. How? I'm, I'm interested now in the practicality. How do you let the Holy Spirit lead you? Okay, before I do that, I'd like to do another paragraph, if I may, from Wonderful. that beautiful book that you've been recommending to people. Yes. Um, it says here, if we become new persons in Christ Jesus, we will have the fruits of the Spirit in mm. our lives. This is chapter 7. Wonderful. Um, and we've just read what they were. Followers of Christ will no longer act as they did before. They will follow by faith in Christ's footsteps. Mm. They will show his character and be pure just as he is pure. Those who follow Christ will love the things they used to hate. Mm. They will hate the things they used to love. The proud will become humble. The foolish will become wise. And those who used to get drunk will stay sober. Impure people will become pure. And those who love the proud fashions of the world will lay them aside. Amen. I mean, wow. Is that not life-changing? That is life-transforming, transform, transforming. I would say. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, God mm-hmm. wants to help us change everything yes. that isn't in accord with him. That's right. And sometimes we need to ask him for a clean heart, Fabiano. You, would you read Psalm fifty-one ten? Please? That's right, Psalms fifty-one verse ten. Yeah. Psalms is in the Old Testament, and the fifty-first chapter, the tenth verse. Yes. And it says, "Create in me, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me." 
Okay, so in answering your question, how do you let the Holy Spirit lead you? You ask, isn't it? Well, we need to ask. Yeah. We need to ask, and we need to ask the Holy Spirit to lead our life, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and we need to walk by the Spirit. It is a conscious choice you need to make, make each and every day. Yes. And we need to pray that the Lord will fill us with His Spirit. That's right. Pray that we can walk in His Spirit. And then throughout the day, watch and listen for opportunities to obey the Spirit's promptings. Amen. So as a Christian... You believe a Holy Spirit-filled life gives you strength, power, joy, peace, and freedom. But how do you strengthen your relationship with the Holy Spirit? That's another question. After all, it's not like you can invite Him out for a drink, over for dinner, or out for a walk, can you? Well, maybe you can. (laughs) You know, I dare say you can invite the Holy Spirit into your daily routine, Fabiana. Mm. In fact, that may be the beginning of a beautiful friendship and the best way to strengthen your relationship with Him and the Godhead as a whole. Mm. Wow, amazing. Has the Holy Spirit always been there? Uh, Sorry, let me rephrase. Has the Holy Spirit always been here or only after Pentecost? Because, you know, we read from Scripture that in Acts chapter 2, that's when the Holy Spirit was poured down. Mm. But was He always here? I've actually had people say, oh, the Holy Spirit wasn't here in the Old Testament. Mm. But I actually dispute that because I believe the Holy Spirit was with God and the, and the Word in the beginning. Mm. The Holy Spirit was with Jesus. Remember yes. His baptism and He is here now and He was with Him right throughout His that's life. Right. Yeah, and intellectually, that's right. you may know that the Holy Spirit is with you, but how do you actually hear His voice, respond to His call and do what He asks? Mm. How do you build a more meaningful relationship with God. Mm. Well, I just got a few ideas that I've jotted down on how to strengthen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's right. But they're based on my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. And when we receive Christ into our life as our Lord and Savior, I believe that then the Holy Spirit can convict us mm. and directs us to be like Christ. I also believe that the Holy Spirit is self-effacing as it is His job to promote and lift Jesus up so that our attention is on Jesus. Mm. The more time I spend with Him, the stronger our relationship gets. Amen. The Holy Spirit, too, is accessible and even eager to to be discernible, active, vital part of our daily lives as followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you won't necessarily walk down the street and see the Holy Spirit walking with someone. Yeah. It's like the wind. That's right. You may not see the wind, but you see, see you know, what the exactly, wind does. Exactly. And I believe, too, the Holy Spirit is always hovering, whispering and nudging, mm. even when we're barely awake or aware of His presence. Amen. So I'd like to say it is time for us to wake up. But let me just give you a couple of um, tips, and I'll do it very quickly because I know that time is going. But um, I've just jotted down a few things that will strengthen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Number one, I Mm. believe we need to know who we are. The biggest hurdle for me was realizing that I am good. I am valuable, I am lovable and right. treasured by God. Right. And I was created on purpose, for a purpose, with great care and love. Mm. I knew this intellectually because I had sung as a child, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's right, beautiful but I, song. But I had never taken in inside. Mm. And if it never sinks into our heart how deeply God loves and cherishes you, mm. then you'll never be capable of building a stronger relationship with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because your heart changes everything. Wow. You know, we need to fall in love. Mm. Dwell in the Father's love every morning is another one. Here's what I've been soaking up every day. Each second we live is a new and unique moment of the universe, a moment that will never be again. Wow. That's and cool. also, have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. I actually start, you might think I'm crazy, but I start every morning with, good morning. I usually, I 
was thinking good morning Holy Spirit but no I actually start with the Father and um, I say good morning Father good morning Jesus good morning Holy Spirit how Amen. was your night you know um, how are you today wow. and I'm glad you're here mm. I ask God questions I picture Jesus Christ share how I feel and I strengthen my relationship with the Holy Spirit by consciously choosing to mm. include him in every conversation every interaction as often as possible mm-hmm. you know and then I record what pops into my head so I can look back and see how the Spirit may have spoken to me. Mm, I don't wow. really know for sure which are my own thoughts and which are actually the Holy Spirit's whispers and nudges, and that really doesn't matter at that time. You know, I don't second guess. Mm. I just accept what's been given, and then I move along. Amen, amen. And the, the other one, which I have a lot of trouble with because I talk all the time, as you well know, <laughs> um, is to be quiet and listen. Mm. I think that's the best way to grow a relationship with God, with mm. the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Quiet mm-hmm. and listen. And you can do that in different ways, walking in the forest, sitting in a bubble bath, encouraging you to dwell in the Spirit's presence instead of asking for stuff. Just be still and sensitive to His presence. That's right. Another one, you can read books and learn more about the Holy Spirit. Mm. And uh, I've read several books on it, some, several wonderful books actually. Amazing. But many, many Christians don't even have a clear idea of the Holy Spirit's role in their life. But mm. but the scripture alone, Fabiana, it's so full um, right, of stories the... that show the spirit is vibrant, personal being. Amen. That's right. And That's the right. last one, mm-hmm. know that the Holy Spirit is calling you. You're yes. searching for tips on how to strengthen your relationship with the Holy Spirit for one reason, and that's he's calling you. You're already responding to the Spirit's nudges and whispers. You wouldn't want to grow stronger with Him if He wasn't drawing you near. Mm. You won't always feel the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, feel His power, or know He is right there with you. But you can remember and keep telling yourself, God always makes the first move, and He's moving you to draw closer and strengthen your relationship with Him. Your task is to respond, even in the smallest way, to His promptings. Mm. So... Pay attention to the changes in your relationship with him. Celebrate each tiny step of growth. Huge oak trees grow out of tiny seeds that sprout and slowly blossom. Wow, that's amazing. Wonderful tips, wonderful ideas of what we can do. And thank you, my friend, for uh, tuning in to Faith FM, our big Q&A drive time program. I said it the other way around, but that's okay. But I've got a question. We've studied quite an amazing study today, and we have learned of the importance of allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, take over in our lives. And um, I've got a question for you to ponder upon, and I'm hoping you can make a decision with me today. How will you respond to the Holy Spirit's call on your life? Before we took the break, I asked the question, uh, and that was, how willing are you to let the Holy Spirit take control? But now I'm also asking, how will you respond to the Holy Spirit's call on your life? Because I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Friend, I know some of you have made a decision. We had asked some of you to text in uh, your decision to 04-888-808-911. Let me repeat that, te- uh, that, that um, text message. That was 04 04- Triple eight eight zero eight eleven. But I believe some of you have made decisions as well, though you might not have texted. I would just like to pray with you and pray for you and pray for the decisions that have been made because we believe the Holy Spirit is what we need today. We need Him so He may help us grow. Let us pray together. Holy Spirit, love divine, draw this heart of mine.
Holy Spirit, grace divine, make me holy thine. Be thou my vision, O Lord, and take my hand and lead me, and fill me, and teach me to hate sin. Sanctify me and make me holy thine. Lord, I pray for the decisions that have been made tonight. Lord, I pray for those who continue listening to this program and who will make decisions. I pray that you may help each one of us to make a decision to allow the Holy Spirit to take full control of our lives. Change our hearts. Transform us. Prepare us to receive our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just before you go, you go on to the music, uh-huh. may I recommend if you do want to come and take a step closer to Jesus, please send in for that wonderful book that we've been advertising. That's right. And um, here she talks about the Holy Spirit. It is just a most beautiful book. I just find myself just reading it over and over again. Mm. Amen. Thank Amen. Thank you, my friends. And may God bless you. Change my heart, oh. My heart, oh God, may I be like you. You are the Potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me. This is what I pray Change my heart, oh God Make it ever true Change my heart, oh God May I be like you 